Welcome, everybody, to the Eyes on Big Podcast, your go-to Big Ten football podcast. I'm your co-host, Jeffrey the Greek, joined as always by... This is Big Kurt. Big Kurt, you on Twitter? I'm on Twitter. I'm Big Kurt on Twitter at B1GKURT. And I am Jeffrey the Greek, Jeff... And I am Jeffrey the Greek at Jeffrey the Greek. Thank you so much. 150 times I've done that. Somehow I screwed it up. Anyways, thanks for joining and downloading the podcast. We very much appreciate it. Uh, I know we got some fan base. Fan base is stinging today. Um, but there's some fan bases that are pretty happy today as well. Um, pretty interesting uh, day of college football. Um, if I could take a, the first step outside uh, or the, the first point of, of topic to talk about would be outside the Big Ten Conference, um, but does have Big Ten ties. LSU beating Florida, um, number one, just hilarious. I mean, hysterical. <laughs> like I kept, I didn't watch the end of the game, and so I was just, I, I kept seeing on Twitter, though, something about Shoe. And by the way, Dustin Shooty's comment was hysterical. He, he used the Austin Powers gif. Who throws a shoe? Honestly, like, and I said, like, how many chances in life that. do you get to use that gif and it's appropriate? Or what? What recesses of a shooty's brain did, did that come? That's awesome. <laughs> um, how stupid! Oh my god, so stupid! What a bonehead! Like, do you? And of course, it comes from the SEC. Remember last year, a, a, a rivalry game was altered at the end from That's somebody right. fake. Peen. Yeah, like a dog. For all Which, by fingers. the way, was at least funny. You have to have to give him that. That's true. At yeah. least, at least in his defense, doing that was just supposed to be funny. People, right. People are gonna laugh at it. But just picking off a guy's shoe and tossing it in the air—that is just dumb. It was dumb, so weird. Dumb. And it completely. I mean, obviously, it completely altered the game. I mean, it's well, yeah. The, the, basically, the reason why they lost. I mean, that could, like, that could. <laughs> really knock him out of the playoff. I mean, you could actually look back at that and say, you know, if that shoe thing hadn't happened, we'd be in the playoff. Maybe. Oh my God. Right. I'm just glad it happened to Florida and in the, in the sec. Um, and then by the way, booting a 57 yarder yeah. where it looked like, like, I know that's not the case on the field, but from the TV perspective, the fog was so bad, you almost yeah. wonder if he could completely see the field goal post. I don't know. It's amazing. There's a lot of fog games yesterday. Oh, and I, I love fog games. Oh, they're cool. Like, it's it's a slice of history when there's a fog game. You remember the quintessential NFL fog yeah. game? Was remember it, who that was? Was it Bears? It was the Bears, yeah. It was, they were playing home against the Eagles, I'm pretty sure. Oh, it was like the Randall Colts. Cunningham years, I okay. believe, of the Just Eagles. Just insanely foggy. Yeah, like you... I remember watching that game real time. You couldn't even really see the players. Well, hardly. Speaking of not seeing players, did you see clips from the Army Navy game? Yes, yesterday? that was a good one. You could not see Navy. I, that, they, they literally. That's what in. it reminded me of. Was that that Bears fog bowl? That was insane. Yeah. Um, anyways, uh, but uh, with Florida losing that game. Oh, and by the way, I have heard nothing other than how much of a dumpster fire LSU has been all year long. There's there's guys. Jumping in the transfer portal, uh, Ed Orgeron's thrown fits on the sideline, um, like all kinds of stuff like that going on. Will they be able to spin this now and say, well, you know, LSU is a talented team and they finally yeah. put something together? Like, Probably. I'm sure the spin machine, but for the most part, Florida's done. There's no way I would think they so. come back no. from that. I would um, think so. so they are out of the college football playoff, which then turns it into a good day. Overall, aggregate good day for Ohio State. Sure. They certainly didn't lose. They didn't get to play the game, which is sad. Um, but I, I would say they are as locked to get into the college football playoff now as they've ever been, assuming that they you know win next weekend, right? Yeah. I mean, they're, they're a lock if they win, for yes. sure. Yes. Yeah. But, but not if, they, but not if they don't. I mean, obviously, right. Um, but uh, right now, I mean, I would, I would guess that it doesn't matter the loss for Notre Dame, Clemson, hmm. unless Notre Dame wins again right. and Clemson has two yes. losses. Boy, that I don't know. I mean, right now we only have two lock spots, which is Alabama and no, whoever wins the the ACC championship. Okay, yeah. But now Texas A&M is back in the I know, game. man. You can, You got to give them – you got to consider I them. I I do not. I think they are a giant step below Alabama for oh, sure. I agree. We saw that on the, on the field. I also think they're a step below Clemson, Notre Dame, and Ohio State. I do too. And if they get in, I don't know. It's going to – it's 
I know this particular podcaster will be upset. Well, I mean, it would be hard for them to get in, though, really, when you think about it. Not even winning the West. How do, what, what, what do they put if, on their resume if, to get if, there? If Clemson wins so that Al- or, uh, Notre Dame and Clemson finish with, I think, basically the same record yeah. split head-to-head, they're both in for sure. Right. Alabama and if Ohio State wins, there's your four right there. Like That's the odds-on favorite of so what if, goes down. But really, if it's Alabama wins, Ohio State wins, they're both in. Let's say uh, Notre Dame wins again. Then it comes down to, do you put a two-loss Clemson team in that just lost right. its most recent game? Uh, or Texas A and M, I I think they'll put Texas A and M. I think they would, yeah. In at that point, so yeah. you know, interesting. Okay, uh, should we do our weekly Eisman? Yeah, let's do the Eisman here. Um, not a not a whole lot of huge performances. So I basically it came down I had a huge to performance uh, drinking red wine yesterday. I'll tell you that uh, much. I had a bigger performance Friday night than I did I, last I, night, but um, whoosh. All right. Anywho, uh, so I was gonna. I'm going with the the. MVP of the biggest game, right? So the biggest game was Iowa beating Wisconsin finally. And Amir Smith-Marset was the guy. So seven receptions, 140 yards, and two big touchdowns, and one huge knucklehead play (laughs) on one of those touchdowns. Upon hearing his... uh, award for the weekly Eisman, he did a flip and uh, promptly... I don't know if how many people saw it that watched the game or were watching it that long, but late score touchdown. Um, Amir's a hell of an athlete. He's done crazy things like this before. Nobody's around him. He does a flip. It's a. It, it was a heck of a display of athletic ability. It was pretty good until the landing. Although, hit. yeah, it wasn't the wasn't the nicest landing. It wasn't no. the smoothest transition there. And then he's in a boot. And I mean, that's one of Iowa's best receivers. I I would think almost for sure he's not going to be able to play next weekend in the Champions Week if so. that gets pulled off. And then I would say he's questionable for a bowl. He's a senior, so unless he comes back for a super senior year, that that's probably his that, last moment. In Kinnick Stadium, don't yeah. you think that and, that and, and Iowa ankle. fans were saying it's a fitting thing? He made an exciting play, but also did something kind of not so. And it's kind of a perfect synapse. So he, I, 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 I'm still gonna love Amir. You know, like he's had a lot of fun good, to watch. He's had a. I'm, I, I was glad he was a Hawkeye. And I, I mean, I never want to see anybody get injured. By the way, I'm not cheering or happy about this at all. But anyways, it happened. So he gets the Eisman and the Knucklehead Award. All in one. Our first knucklehead award. All right. Getting the games? Yes, sir. All right. First up, Northwestern 28, Illinois 10. This was a Wildcat favored by 13 and a half in most spots, so they pretty much easily covered that. Some people were wondering if Illinois could get another garbage time touchdown. They got one last weekend to screw me. Couldn't get one this weekend to help. help. Uh, The over-under was 40.5, so at 38, I mean – Two and a half points. Nailed it. Under. They yeah. pretty much nailed it, but it's, it did go over. Or under, excuse me. Uh, total yards. Northwestern with 493 yards of total offense to the 262 for the Illini. Um, and where did that uh, uh, total come from, from Northwestern? Well, if you only have 82 passing yards. Hmm, so Illinois really clamped down on their pass defense. Good. That's good to hear. That's good. Yeah. But... 493 minus 82 leaves 411 rushing yards Wait, so for it's, Northwestern. There's only four. Oh, okay. I thought it was 900. So I'm feeling a little better now. It's only 411 rushing yards. <laughs> I mean, yards. well, but this is, we know this is a just a, a great Northwestern rushing attack, right? I'm picking up the facetiousness. In I mean, the, 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 probably the only one worse is Purdue, right? In terms of rushing the football. Yeah. So Northwestern comes into this game. Is that knowing true? I think so. Knowing that they can't run the football, and the one thing that they have to do is run the football, and they're able to get it done because it's against Illinois. Listen, I, I think, and we've actually had mul- multiple people point this out to me or you in DMs or whatever, maybe even just on Twitter, where they say, you know, I feel like you're kinder to Illinois than Kurt is. Of course, and he's you, the of course you are. Fan. And 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 so I think we know this is a known thing. Um, so some of the times when you are giving your own team a hard time, I think you take it a little bit too far. However, one thing that just blows my mind is how in this game, Northwestern, Illinois, 
whatever Northwestern has been horrible at the entire year will suddenly look as good as it always does. I know. And then the vice versa on the bad side for Illinois, it's really kind of incredible. It's un- unbelievable. A buddy of ours, um, you know, put some shekels down on Illinois plus the points. I That's the, the play that I put out on Twitter. I didn't love it. But in my mind, the reason I didn't play it in real life is because of you and because of this game and what I've learned and how when these two coaching staffs get together, it's amazing. I mean, there's there's a distinct strategic advantage. It's like a genius going against, you know, a simpleton. Yeah. It, 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 so obviously we're talking fits to love you right now. I mean, this is a deeper conversation, but it's I mean, you just watch the game. It was a well-coached team versus a not well-coached team. And it was a little sloppy for both teams at the beginning. I mean, nobody got nobody well, got out of there without okay. some turnovers. Now, hold on. In the beginning, Illinois was running it down Northwestern's throat. Yeah. And then suddenly couldn't do it anymore. Switched. It was yeah. amazing. Um, some of the totals we got here. Evan Hole, forgot about him. Yeah. For, uh, fourth stringer, I think. 13 carries, yeah. 149 yards, oh, touchdown. Not? He had a 50-yarder. Yeah. Um, Cam Porter, who that? Oh, yeah. He, yeah. Well, he, he, you know, he, he yeah. had eight whole carries before this game. On the 24 season. carries, 142 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, Peyton Ramsey threw in 47 yards himself. And Kyrick McGowan, you know, end around. He got 34 yards. Insane. I'm actually surprised that they did. Isaiah they, Bowser and Drake Anderson got six carries for a total of 21 yards. And we'll just go down to the fourth, fifth stringers. and Yeah. I mean, I, at this mind. point, if they were playing Illinois, Northwestern's playing Illinois, and Fitzy calls me up and says, hey, Kurt, you have any eligibility? We need a quarterback this week. I still feel confident that as a Wildcat, you, we'd beat the Illini. And you know what? Bring that podcast partner. We'll put him in the backfield. Yeah. Let's see what. And oh, I that'd think, be fun, wouldn't it? <laughs> boy, would we get winded quick. Oh, mercy. <laughs> Anyways, it, it really is a thing. Like, uh, there's... The, the, there's a mental block for Lovey against against Fitz because I mean, come on, they're not this bad. They're are not they? This, n- no, they're not. And Northwestern's not this this good. good. As, but at but least Northwestern's with the rushing good. attack. I mean, Brandon Peters three of fourteen for twenty one yards. And the thing the thing that's weird about that is, I guess it was probably raining more early in the game. It kind of stopped because when Isaiah Williams came in, he didn't seem to have a horrible time. You know hanging on to the ball and, and spinning the ball. And the other thing, well, too, is his receivers caught the ball then. There well, was, there that, was a lot of drops. Oh, boy, so many drops. Um, yeah. Here's another thing for Northwestern. Five of seven on fourth down. I mean, this is one of those games, right, where it's just it's four down territory a lot of times. And five out of seven, they made it. Um, I guess the one thing I could say is Patty Fisher only had seven tackles and Blake Gallagher only had six. They really loved the, the linebackers. Wow, hey, we did it, guys. We did it. Oh, and, um, and by the way, uh, Illinois with three NBA basketball players on their team couldn't beat Mizzou last night. Yeah, I'm sorry about Hell that. Hell of a day for And I, I think you were you were preparing yourself for the football loss to a certain degree, but preparing yourself for the basketball loss was was difficult. That sucked. Yeah, that was that was a rough one, man. I mean, I expected the football, did not expect the basketball. Well, anything else to talk about here? Well, just you know, congratulations to the Northwestern Wildcats. They. They yeah. not. I mean, they had already had the West locked up, but way to go, yep. way to show up, and you know, you didn't have to, you didn't have anything to play for, but you still had Played a great well. effort. Yep. And congrats to the 2020 Big Ten West champion, Northwestern. Wildcats. Took the took the words right out of my mouth. With the win, Northwestern moves to six and one, which was already good. Uh, just supplanted their Big Ten West championship even more. With the loss, the Illini fall to two and five, which is sixth place in the Big Ten. West. You know, one more thing: that throw that Isaiah Williams made it was nice. It was beautiful. It was it was perfect? It really was. If we, if we could only find a coaching staff that could harness that ability, I mean, I really think he might be a good quarterback. He's scary. Yeah, he's. I'm. I, I'll say this: I expected the. I expected the athleticism, but he's a little quicker than I thought. Yeah, I didn't think he'd be able to th- spin it. He, he he's got a nice like, arm. Like I, it'll be interesting to see if he can sit there and pick apart a defense. That's I, I mean, it, we don't we don't know that yet. But if, we don't. if he has an open throwing lane, he is making the throw. Yes. Now here's what here's what we're told about Isaiah Williams is that he is a like a football junkie. He loves film. He loves studying. He's the first guy there, the last one to leave. So. I'm I'm feel pretty good. I think it 
will probably click for him at some point. With a different staff. With a different staff. Next up, woo, Minnesota 24, Nebraska 17. The uh, line on that was Huskers by, it, you know, the weird thing was it had gotten up to 11 right before game time. Okay. It dropped all the way down to eight. No kidding. Spots. How so? How what, is that possible, though? I because they I'm still stunned. Like the closer we got to kickoff, the more, more you found out the more guys were out for Minnesota. For Minnesota, and they kept dropping. That is so strange. And I was I was bullish. I kept my personal play in, and this is one of my biggest whiffs of the year. I mean, we're talking it. I mean, twenty four seventeen. If Mo Ibrahim just decides to run it in at the end, this winds up being 31-17. I mean, right. this is a two, three touchdown right. swing in the opposite direction, over under 59. So this was well under. Mm-hmm. I mean, Vegas essentially whiffed on this. And I and I fell for it. I don't know how else to, to say it. Uh total yards, Minnesota, 387 yards of total offense. That's maybe somewhere about what you would expect. Yeah, that's what you expect. But Nebraska with 308 yards of total offense. Um against that bad defense. I, okay. Like all right. Minnesota fans, I, I swear we're gonna talk good soon. Okay. Just hold on. But it, the story of the game right here is you. I think you start talking about Nebraska, right? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, it, like this is a home game. You had the chance, if I'm correct, to win three of your last four games, and they had momentum. Like I, they were playing am, good football. They were playing the best football they'd been playing all year, right? I mean, I thought the best game they played all year was Iowa. Yep. The second best game they played probably was last week. Probably, yeah, Purdue. Yep, and they beat they Penn State not that State. long I mean, they ago. They did what they had to of course, do. Of they, they laid an egg against Illinois, but other than that, but you, you could have you sat saw... there and said the anomaly game for the second half of the season was the Illinois sure. game, and I would have not blamed Nebraska fans for looking at the season like that. If they absolutely they win this game, they get a shitty you know cross section uh, uh, bad team that they beat on the other side. They do finish up like. Feeling good sure. about stuff. I would think so. And th- thinking that the arrow's pointing up, everything's going in the right direction, we're feeling confident about next year, woof. That all goes out the door, yeah, does yeah, it not? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I... I am... St- I am if, if, like, Nebraska fans, what you're hearing in my voice here is I'm still a little stunned. I am too. That this is how it went down. And by the way, 33 players out for Minnesota. 33. That's incredible. That's depth, guys, out. I mean, there was, I think, most of the starters that seemed like were out on offense were along the offensive line. Yeah. I mean, you they had, were playing one. You I know one freshman. Major, you had the three major uh, uh, contributors, Mo Ibrahim, um, Tanner, Tanner Morgan. Morgan, and then I would put uh, Chris Hoffman Bell yep. in there. So, so you have your new trio that you're still playing. Yeah. But there are still guys out, and there's depth. And Nebraska can only put up. 308 yards and 17 points. And by the way, credit to PJ Fleck for playing this game. 100%. We're like I said, we're going to get to Minnesota. I think to me the story of the game was Adrian Martinez in not a good way. I yeah. mean, he winds up with 96 yards rushing and a touchdown. Yeah, I mean, good. he he got it done D- on got the it done on the ground for sure. But this the and then the stats will not jump out to you as horrible stats for for his passing. 16 to 27. 111 yards in a touch. I mean, obviously, that's a low amount of passing yards. But I'm just saying it's not like a... It's not atrocious. It's not, it's not a like one t- touchdown, three-pick no. game or something like that. But, dude, he was missing open receivers. Yeah. It, it didn't look good. It was a... It, it, another... That Nebraska and Martinez, obviously, they're wrapped up together. This is the quarterback of the team. Yep. They were looking better because Adrian Martinez... He was That playing, was where my confidence came from because I'm like, he was Adrian Martinez has... has Flip, flip the page. He was what was he's hitting at like seventy percent clip recently for the last few games. He was, he was playing great football. I don't know how, where this came from. Diedrich Mills, you know the, the one, running back. I mean, he had four point two yard average, twelve carries, fifty yards. Wandale didn't touch the ball nearly as much as he you know typically does. He didn't even total a hundred yards of total offense in the game. Uh, now he switched it over to Minnesota. What? Where did this come from? You, now you look. I mean, well, they finished three and three. That's not bad. This, the, they, I mean, they rose from the ashes here. Think about how putrid they looked at the beginning of the year. And I want to say, how, and and that was more 
On their defense all along. Yeah, it was mostly defense. I mean, well, you know, like the only time their offense really looked bad was against Iowa, which is a really, really good defense. Sure. So to a certain degree, for the most part, their offense looked. But this all came down. And what I'm talking about is Minnesota's overall record struggles on the year. That came down to their defense. This this is one of the best defensive performances. They, take that back. This was the best no, this defensive performance of the year. I mean, they they gave up some rushing yards, 197, but overall 308, uh, two turnovers. But they they gave up 197 rushing yards. They came up with 206 themselves. Right. Yep. And now, granted, ne- Nebraska, which is what I expected, they were really good at limiting uh, Minnesota's rushing attack for the day. Cam Wiley finishes with 81 yards, 61 yarder on one play. Okay. Mole Ibrahim winds up with 108 yards. He had that big kind of 31 yarder at the end of the game that, yep. you know, basically sealed the game. I guess what I'm saying is it was one busted play uh, from Cam Wiley in the first half. And then the Mole Ibrahim run and success came late in the game. Nebraska really did a good job of limiting Minnesota's yeah. rushing attack by and large. And you, you still don't win the game. Like you did what you needed to do. Right. So, and this is just, this is a head scratcher. Um, this is, is this the worst loss of the frost era? Do you think? Is that possible? You know, I asked a couple Nebraska fans and DMS like most devastating, maybe as a fan. I think I, it might I threw be. it out there and said, I think this stings if as much, if not more than the Illinois game, they, they still pointed to the Illinois game. As really? In the bigger, okay. I think mostly because of, because the level just, of competition, basically? Well, no, just how much they got. I mean, they were pretty much out of that well, game from the get-go. They got their asses handed to them, yeah. Um, but I don't know, man. Because, you know, again, you like you said, that could have been the second half of the season anomaly. And the rest of the correct. second it half just, of the season just, went well. By the way, we just seamlessly moved back away from talking well about Minnesota. I'm, yeah, I'm sorry. I mean, it's just, it's hard to not. And I want to give Tanner Morgan a shout-out. Yeah. I mean, he wound up being 17 to 30. You know, 181 yards a touchdown. He he got done what he needed to get done. Um, I think Chris Altman Bell came up with plays that he had to, but really, I mean, the story of the game is the defense. I mean, one of the players that could have been an Eisman contender, Mariano Sori uh, Marin, 18 tackles. Yeah, I guess I game. could have listed him um, out of Providence Catholic High School in New Lenox, Illinois. Uh, Boye Mafe came up with a huge sack at the end of the game. This was a ballsy performance, and I know this ways. is going to sting, but. There was there was a coaching advantage in this game. Yeah, th- I, there was. I mean, for sure. And, and oh, did you know this? Did you know that Minnesota is a young team? Did you know that? I had heard. Okay, I had heard that. I heard that from somebody. Yeah, over Think and over it, again. But I mean, at this, at this point, whatever psychological things that PJ has done to hold this thing together, and it's it, wound up being a pretty. Impressive coaching. Oh, I think he's done a great coaching job. I mean, especially it's hard to even look at that record three and three, considering how bad they were early in the season. Which I, which I think was it was COVID related stuff, and you know, like. But you know what he, what I can say for PJ's teams is they get better throughout the year. I, I think that's fair, and and that's a sign. I mean, to me, that's like the biggest, the biggest sign of a great coach is is how how your team looks from one week to the next and, and getting better throughout the year instead of getting worse. He's, he's doing a good job. Now you flip it to the other side. Yeah. Yeah. If, if your team looks as good as they did versus Iowa and for the most part, Purdue. Okay. But on the other side of it, you look like how you did versus Illinois and Minnesota it's the same players that have played. They haven't mm-hmm. had major injuries. No, not there really. There is only one thing to point at when you have that big of swings in performance. Yeah, it's coaching. It's not. It's it's not a good look right now. No, for for the Frosties, it is not. Uh, with the uh, win, Minnesota moves to three and three. That is third place in the that's, Big Ten West. That's amazing. Did um, you think this was the third place team? I, I that not. you saw a month ago. I did not. That is crazy. Um, hey, how did you feel about them taking the points off the board? So there was 24 to 14, I believe, and there was six minutes left. So they needed two scores. They kick a field goal. There was a penalty. They accepted the penalty. I think I would have kept the. I mean, it didn't it didn't shoot them in the foot because they they ended up making a field goal anyway. But you lose time. You know, you t- you time was not on your side. You that, needed time. And then the other thing that you're leaving out might be the bigger play of the game. 
So you look at the the penalties. Um, uh, Nebraska only had three penalties for like twenty some yeah. yards. Uh, Minnesota is the exact same. There was only six penalties called yes. this entire game. It's an yep. insanely clean game. I would. Right. I, I think it's fair to say. Yet again, not all t- turnovers and not all penalties are the same. Mm-hmm. Adrian Martinez ran it in from from about fifteen yards out. It was a touchdown with six seven minutes to go which would have gotten the game down to three. Okay, that's right. That was the same drive. That was the same, same drive. Same drive. It got called back with a holding. They make a field goal, yep. take it off the board, drive a little bit further down, can't score another touchdown in the red zone, kick the field goal, but two, three minutes had that whole that whole synapsis right there, or that whole scene right there, yeah. is a perfect synapsis of Nebraska season. Yeah, kind of was. Just shitting themselves in the foot. And with the loss, Nebraska falls to two and five. That is sole possession of last place, with the tiebreaker being the Illinois Nebraska head. Illinois at sixth. All right, look at us. Next up, we got Rutgers twenty-seven, Maryland twenty-four. This was Terps favored by eight. The over/under was fifty-eight, so it wound up getting darn close to the uh, over/under number that they put out there. But for most of the game, this was a Defensive struggle. Oh my gosh! Look at the first half. Did you see the the drives in the first half? Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna list them off here. Here, here are the drives: punt, 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 interception, interception, punt, 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 punt. I mean, punt. missed field goal, interception, punt. I mean, that was um, essentially the game that I thought we would see out of Penn State, Michigan yeah, State. Yeah, me too. And this would be the game where defense was optional. Of course, it was the exact opposite for, for both of teams course. because that's how it works out. Um, I don't know if I gave total yards here. Uh, uh, Rutgers with 379 yards of total offense. Maryland had 455 yards of mm. total offense. I mean, Maryland 260 passing, uh, 195 yard rushing, and they did that without... Tulia Tonga Viola, which that, we didn't find out to like right before kickoff. He was, was out of the game. It was a freaking walk on. Was it's playing insane. was playing quarterback. Like this this game was this game was drunk the entire day, pretty much. And, and so I think you you know, we, we give Locks a lot of crap. And they did have twelve penalties, by the way, for 128 yards. But you gotta give Locks credit here for keeping him in the game. I I, I I I will be completely honest with you. I mean Lance the freshman, Lance Legrande, I mean I've heard of Legion. him. Legion. Um but Eric Nigerian. Nigerian? I had not heard of him. Never heard of him. I think he's a walk-on. Okay. I mean, he finishes 12 of 23, 218 yards, two two touchdowns. It's a good game. <laughs> they win this game. He's a possible Eisman candidate. I know. I, I, so, yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you there. But in the end, it, it, but you could kind of flip back and do the same stuff with uh, Rutgers. So, Noah Vedral played. I don't think he's – I don't think he's completely healthy yet. And, I mean, and by the way, that was a pretty, uh, pretty Bush League thing that happened to him. Yes, I mean I saw got that. got the ankle turn there, so leaves the game. But yeah, not good numbers. Seven to seventeen for forty yards. But then Artur comes Art, in. Artur. Way to go, man! 108 yards, touchdown and relief. I saves the day. Um, Pacheco had some you know yards on the ground. Um, back on the other side, Jake Funk, one hundred eighty yards rushing. Love in that this guy. game. I mean, if you kind of go down these stats and you look at it, you are like, how the heck you know did we, did. Uh, 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 Rutgers win this game because um, there was some fumbling going on by Rutgers. Somehow they always got it back. Uh, two picks on the day, no turnovers for Maryland. Yet they don't pull the game out. Uh, I mean, Maryland had two. Maryland had two. Rutgers, Rutgers had zero. Okay, my bad. Okay. Um, so, anyways, that's that. That's the story of the game. There, I. Yeah, I, I mean, we wound up calling the game. We almost nailed the score, both of us. We yeah, we both, did. Yeah, we both picked Rutgers. We yeah. both picked Rutgers by like one to three points. That's ex- exactly how the game wound up. But that's that's this is not what I thought it would look like on how to no. get there. And I want to give credit to Michael Dwumfor and Mike Tverdov on that that overtime drive for getting a great. Well, uh, Dwumfor got the great push inside that allowed Tverdov to get that sack. But good job by those guys. Two field goal attempts on the day. Joseph Petrino, oh, one wow. of two. Wow. So that they now have seven total field goal attempts on the year. That's insane. Just going crazy. They are going nuts with the field goals <laughs> this year. But, yeah, in the end, essentially what we gave credit to for Rutgers winning this game, or I should say why we picked Rutgers to win this game, was we just thought they would keep fighting and do what they had to do. 
I mean, that's exactly how it went down, and that's how they got the win. I tell you what, this is a solid Rutgers team. They're not a great team, but it's not a roll your helmet out type of a, a game anymore. I'm sorry, nope. sorry, Big Ten. Those days are over. I think as long as Chopman is there, yeah. this is going to be an annoying team <laughs> yes. to play. I don't yeah, know they how else to say it. So with the win, Rutgers moves to three and five. I mean, getting to three wins for the former staff was a high watermark. Oh, yeah. And that was in 12-game seasons. Correct. A guy got and, there in, in eight tracks. And he wasn't doing that against Big Ten competition. Correct. That's a good point. Rutgers moves to three and five. Fifth place in the Big Ten. Probably the surprise finish in the entire uh, Big Ten. Except maybe Maryland falls to two and three. They're in third place in the Big Ten East. That's wow. That's not a good look. No, that's not a good look at all. Mercy. <laughs> all right, next game up. So, by the way... Uh, this is the fourth game that wound up getting kicked off at 11 o'clock. Yeah. I know, I, I am positive, when we did the schedules and looked on Thursday, this was an afternoon game. That's what I remember, yeah. It, it, I swear to God it was. It was but I don't remember. I also don't remember seeing an announcement that it had been moved. All of a sudden, it's it weird. was just played at 11 o'clock. Anyways, Penn State 39, Michigan State 24. Uh, this was a line Nittany Lions by 14 and a half. So they just barely covered that over under 47. They went way over that over under. Yeah, we, that's I, crazy. I don't know. This this might be the most surprising score we had all day. Um, Penn State with 405 yards of total offense. We expect that. They've been moving the ball yeah. pretty much all year. Yes. You, typically, they just wouldn't wrap up the amount of points that they pulled out. On Saturday, I think maybe more surprising is Michigan State at 389 yards of total offense in this game. This was really kind of a surprising game from start to finish. Yeah, and by the way, we were instructed by Kevin Parker of Standing Room Spartans that we can only talk about the second quarter. Okay. So, okay. <laughs> so so let's start with the uh, the big touchdown by, um, let's see, was it Jordan Simmons, I believe? Okay. Was that was that right? Yeah, Jordan Simmons, Simmons scores score a touchdown. Scores on a uh, no, it wasn't. Jordan oh, I'm sorry. Simmons. No, it was, it was the Peyton Thorn pass to Jalen Naylor. Naylor. Okay. Oh man, way to go, Sparty! <laughs> I mean, you look at Peyton Thorn's numbers. Man, he had a great game of 39, 325 yards, three touchdowns and a pick. Hey, I man, mean, they win this game. He's Eisman. I mean, he should be an Eisman candidate, anyways. But I mean, I I think they found their quarterback. Yeah, and. and um, it's not that Rocky's terrible, but he, you know, he's, it's just not the future. No, I mean, I think Peyton Thorne's been the guy all along. So yeah. like, you know, this, obviously we didn't think it was going to be a good year for Sparty. It was not a good year for Sparty, but you have got to feel better about two things. Number one, you beat Michigan. I mean, yep. you're going to, you're going to get to enjoy that for a whole off season. Then the other side of it is you have seen glimpses of better-looking football that you can now start to expect in the yeah. future because of some of the things you've seen this year, which sure. I think Peyton Thorne being being one of them. Peyton Thorne out of Naperville Central High School, and head yep. coach Mike Stein does a great job there. This is the this is the quarterback I was hoping to see. And you got him, and you were right, because I think he looks good. I mean, still don't know what the hell happened to Elijah Collins. Wouldn't be surprised to see him in the ever-more-populated uh, transfer portal, but... In the end, you know the the um, uh, John L. Smith misery index has is low and remained low. I think no, it's, no, I thought he bumped it up to seven, it. didn't he? No, he did not. I thought so. I Here, let me check. In. I'm gonna look right now. Um, so this, of course, is our our buddy Dougie. Yeah. Um, where? I don't maybe, I don't know. Maybe where did I get that? Maybe it's not at seven. Okay. I don't see it. We're, we got some dead space here, so we'll we'll find it at some point. Switching over to. Penn State here, you know, both teams had one turnover, but no pick from Sean Clifford. Sean Clifford did good things, 17-27, 232 yards, two touchdowns. They didn't run the ball particularly well, but in the end, they they played a clean game, and because they played a clean game, they look good. Can you imagine that? They, they play a clean game. They By the way, it is, it is at seven. That's so, way too high. Yeah, that's that a little too high. high. I don't know. Sometimes, Doug, you, you're going to have to revise that. Sometimes I think the the uh, um, John L. Smith misery index is wrapped a little too tightly around Dougie. <laughs> what he maybe it, it, it might have a lot to do with his mood at the moment that he publishes the the number. Uh, wait, but, hey, what does it right? But um, you know, okay, Penn State 
wound up being, I mean, it's almost kind of like a Minnesota thing that we just it talked is. about. This was a team that was, you know, put out, left out to dead. Absolutely. They don't even want to play. What's the point? They wound up looking pretty good by the end of the year. I mean, and I think this I, is who we expected to see, right? I wouldn't say that. I mean, even even Penn State in in its best performances this year, that's not what I expected to see going into the year. I thought they would be a lot better team overall. But there are a lot of things to be happy about. Um, you know, uh, Parker Washington, freshman, yeah. that guy. So two touchdowns, ninety five yards. He could have been an Eisman candidate. Yeah, he has really shown out this year. Um, and then. Uh, you know, let's Jahan- give him. Let's give him a, a like an honorable mention for the Eisman. I, he should. I probably he, overlooked him a little. He bit. looked fantastic. Um, and uh, Jahan Dotson, 108 yards, uh, uh, receiving no touchdown. And that punt return. Yep. I mean, he's a stud. Uh, I if if they can, you know, find a quarterback. Okay, this is a big if. But if yeah. they can find a quarterback and it's Clifford, is I don't exactly know how this is going to wind out. But there are talent there's talent to throw to uh, just Park, with those two right there Parker if Dotson comes back I hope he does because I want to see him play in the Big Ten again but again kind of like what we just talked about with Michigan State not uh, the year you wanted as Penn State but now you've got things that you can look forward to yep. going into next year there's young running backs as as well I mean they didn't exactly show out in this game but I think you see the talent I mean in the end I think the stung has been taken out of the season a little bit with Penn State. Yeah, I mean, you're certainly going in the right direction. Three wins in a row now for Penn State. Let's point that out. And yeah, I'm just really excited about Parker Washington. Dude, it's, he's he's going to be fun to watch. He he has he he has the it factor yeah. right there. Okay, so with the win, Penn State moves to three and five. They're fourth in the Big Ten East, but I, I don't know. I think they're I think they're the third best team in the Big Ten East. Sorry. Yeah, I think that's fair to say. Sorry, Maryland. Sorry, and, and I know I saw the game. I get it, but. How you end the year matters, and I don't know. They did. That's just my thoughts. Hey, Maryland's, they did kick their ass. You got to get credit. They did. I know. I know. It's just, it's hard for me to accept that Maryland's no, the third I, best team. I get in you. The Big Ten I mean, I would, I would vote for Penn State as the yeah, third best team. I think I would. Um, with the loss, Sparty falls to two and five. That's last in the Big Ten East for them. And it just, does that seem kind of unfair or? Is it just somebody had to be last in the Big Ten? Yeah, somebody had it, to be last. I mean, it was Michigan State. They're, they're not a terrible team. No, no. Not at all, especially yeah. now that they found a quarterback, I think. I'm, I'm kind of excited. Although, I think you ha- we have to give Mel Tucker some crap, right? Why? For Just for letting this get away. You had control of the game. Yeah. Um, you know, the other thing, I mean, it didn't wind up too good. The other thing that maybe makes um, Michigan State fans just a little bit nervous I've been extremely impressed by Colorado this year where he, know. you know, just came about from it? new coach comes in. I mean, that team was in the top 25. They got kind of stomped yesterday, but anyways, you know, that's kind of part of the story. Yeah. But I think anyways, so. let's not dwell on that. I think both these teams can be excited going into 2020. Yep. Last game of the day. This was our big 10 game of the week. Iowa 28. Wisconsin 7, this wound up being Badgers favored by 1.5. So Iowa obviously covered that very easily by over three touchdowns, over under 41.5. So at 35, this finished under the two lowest lines of the weekend. Both, both finished under. under. Man. Uh, I mean, not not that surprising, but still, when you finish safely under a somewhere around a 40-point over-under, it's, it's a thing. <laughs> Iowa with 338 yards of total offense to Wisconsin's 225. We'll talk about some some offensive stars, but you got to start with Iowa's defense. Absolutely. Now, okay, Wisconsin was heavily limited in this game. We, you That has to be part of the story. I'm going to make a bold statement here. It's probably coming from, you know, black and gold colored glasses. Mm-hmm. But I think even if Jalen Berger was in that game, it wouldn't rushing, have mattered. Okay. You, it wouldn't is that, is no. that fair to say? Yes. Um, now, part of that is going to do with um, there was injuries along the Wisconsin offensive line. There was limited guys Kendrick to Pryor throw the ball was out. to. Uh, Danny Davis was out. Okay. So those guys may have, I mean, you put all those guys back, there may have been some, there's some impact there. Yes. But I, There was a distinct advantage for Iowa's front seven versus Wisconsin's offensive line. I will go out and say, I I cannot remember the last time I've seen. I mean, you'd have to go back to the 2002, 2003, 2004, 2008 or 9 
uh, years, Iowa playing Wisconsin sure. until I've ever seen an Iowa front seven kick Wisconsin's tail up front like that. Hey, I tell you what, right now, now, I'm not talking about the whole season. Right now, Iowa's the second best team in the Big Ten. You know, prove me wrong. I don't know if I can right can't. now. You can't because um, I've even had a lot of rival fan base uh, people which is a lot of Nebraska and Minnesota fans, believe it or not, that have tweeted me or DM'd me saying, yeah. dude, I, I was the second best team in the Big Ten. I think so. I mean, no disrespect to Indiana, but without Penix, i got to give the edge to Iowa. I agree. And if they were playing head-to-head. Indiana, head, Indiana with Penix, I would put them 2A and Iowa 2B yeah. probably for you know the, the, the second and third team in the conference. But right now without Penix, and there's still – I mean, there's a chance that those two – could play in the champions weekend. We'll see yeah. how that shakes down. That'd be cool. Um, but I mean, if I think if they played right now, I would say I would be like a two and a half point favorite. I think it'd, it'd be fair to say. Yeah. And you know, they started this game out as a two and a half point favorite and it swung to the other side. I think most of that was history. I was one of them. Um, to me, this is a, something that, you know, I need to talk about, which is okay. I was, I was deathly nervous about that Wisconsin defense versus yep. Spencer Petras, okay? Sure. In the end, he goes 14 of 25, 211 yards, two touchdowns. Solid day. I need to maybe start eating my words a little bit, do you think, with Spencer Petras? Like, I he's mean, he's, still, he's coming along. Right? He's, he's made a lot of progress, I would say, this I year. I think that's fair to yeah. say. He looks like a better Big Ten I mean, quarterback now than he did even just a month ago. What's the thing we were complaining about? He showed flashes, but he wasn't consistent. He was consistent yesterday. He was throwing a better deep ball yesterday, which is where the touchdowns came from. Um, the rushing attack for Iowa. I mean, let's be honest here. Like, you know, I, I asked you at halftime of this game when it was six to nothing at halftime. And I had joked with my friends that field goals were worth actually worth four and a half points right. on, on uh Saturday. Cause that's what it felt like. Um, and I, when we, when I talked to you at halftime, I, I said, is this, you know, bad offense or good defense before I even got, the, right. the question, you just went both. Yes. And I do believe that's part of it. In the end, though, Iowa figured out something to well, do heck, I mean, 56 rushing yards for the Wisconsin Badgers? I can't believe I'm saying that. That's that's insane. Yes. You know, like, maybe we'll do, we do a deep dive in the off week. When has Wisconsin been only rushed for 56 yards? I mean, yeah, I want to know the answer to that. We got to find that out. Okay, I'm, I'm on Because, like, really... I wouldn't even think it's fair to say when's the last time Wisconsin as a team hasn't rushed for 100 uh, over yards. 100. So that's a question in and of itself. The next one down is when have they been limited to 56 yards rushing? Boy. Ever, ever. If, if would it shock you if you're you're going back? I think 10, 10 years. years. Okay, it's got to be 10 years. Right? God, that's a stat we have to look. That yeah, up. we have to look that up. And again, that that goes to like we we had sat down and we said, okay, we got to pick somebody out on the Iowa defense to be the yeah. the Eisman player of the week. There's nobody to pick out no. because because everyone plays, played well. That's the whole point. Like yep. I think that to me points to more than anything at the high level of team defense that I was playing because we can't pick out. I mean, no. Chauncey Golson definitely uh, flashed. I think Jack Campbell maybe has a chance to be like first or second team all Big Ten. He has been he's been a great stud this year. He is. A thumper. The secondary got it done. Like it, yep. everybody got into this game. If Nick Neiman had a good game. Yep. Jack Corner had a good game. Your cousin Van Valkenburg. Yep. Showed out. Big cuz. I, I I don't know. I don't know what to say. I'm elated that Iowa starts 0-2 in both of those. Lo- I mean, they 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 you know snatched defeat from the jaws of victory with Purdue. They didn't deserve to win Northwestern. I'm no, mad, they I'm got mad. they got beat by Northwestern. But like. Even that was a one-score game. They get so, in the field goal range. They got a chance. Like, I trust me. At six and two, there's two things that I'm ecstatic about. Okay, Iowa. It the the headlines that we, you would have read if Iowa wound up whatever two and six, the opposite. Yep. Oh God, you know, with the offseason and everything, it would have been horrible. So do yeah, not get me wrong. I am ecstatic that we wound up six and two. I'm happy for Coach Parents or Coach Parents happy for the parents and the players. Like they got to experience a fun, fun season. Also happy that Iowa got to play all eight games. Yeah. That's a, that's a victory like, in itself. Overall. Don't get me wrong. Very happy about how this year transpired, but there's always going to be a coulda, shoulda, woulda feel to well, how this went. Well, I, I mean, I guess, but if you look back at the Purdue loss, right? 
that that's that's the big black eye on on Iowa's record, right? Is yep. the Purdue loss? You yep. should never lost that game. But if you had lost that game, like like if, we said, if you, you still won got the game. if, won if the you'd game, won the game, we still get Northwestern still goes. Yeah, you still don't. It's true, you still won't win the West. So it didn't no. it didn't really hurt. It you. it really didn't. I I mean, we'd be higher ranked right now. Yes. would be about the only difference. But no, you're you're. I mean, it's a it's a fair point. Um, you know, switching over to talk a little bit more about Wisconsin. There just isn't much to talk about because yeah. number one, they didn't do anything offensively. But the reason they didn't do that it, anything offensively is because there wasn't anybody to do it with. I mean, no. the, the the available talent that they have. I mean, yeah. you know, Nakia Watson is a fine running back, but it's he's just okay. he's he's now Jalen Berger. Um, Graham Mertz, I think there was a lot of talk. Uh, Jack Cohn apparently was available to play in yeah. this game, but I don't know if you saw Jack Cohn already accepted a senior bowl invite i mean oh he did okay yeah, i mean i'm pretty sure that's what oh, I good saw. for him so he's on the way out the door so they just What's, wanted to get him more experience probably i mean at that point why why would you play Cole? it's a good point like this you don't need to junk it's done you, so you just start playing graham mertz more and more and see if you can get him some experience yeah and like we said uh, not a whole lot of weapons for graham mertz but not a great day they're 20 of 38 169 zero touchdowns and an interception there so he's not quite that's that quarterback that uh we saw against Illinois. Yep. He's got a ways to go. But you could you could give player of the game, co player of the game to Tyler Goodson and Makai Sargent. Uh twenty-four carries for a hundred and uh fifty-seven yards. So that's that's darn good. You know, when Iowa goes over a hundred yards rushing, they typically win games. So this will be no uh exception to the rule. The ironic thing is though. 80 yards of it came from Tyler Goodson yeah. at the end of the game to make it, you know, that completely put an exclamation on, on the game. But in the end, even if you have serviceable rushing attack versus this still destructive yes. uh, front seven and defense for Wisconsin, absolutely, it winds up being a good game. And I think we have to talk about the Tory Taylor play at the end of the game. Oh gosh, that's right. You never see that. So. That was that was hilarious. First of all, I was when it happened, I was like, that is genius. I can't believe he did that. Correct. Like had the presence of mind, but then I it hit me, oh, of course you can't do that. You can't drop that's how you kick a field goal. Yeah, it's essentially a field goal. And then then I'm pretty sure I I was I was already feeling good at that point. So some of it's a sure. little foggy at the end of yep. the game. But like I'm pretty sure the thought process is because then we're like, well, why is there a flag? And it's because yeah. you have you have guys going downfield Correct. to punt coverage. So I'm pretty sure <laughs> Um, so it's like the, the, at the same time, the, the, you know, the headsy thinking from your Aussie punter yep. to, to like, and, and the thing is too, unless I was seeing things, he saw where his own teammates were. He had to kick yeah, there it. There was a lane. There was like a, okay. You saw that. Yes, okay. I'm getting of course. goosebumps. That's, that was, that was, that was the most impressive thing I saw all day yesterday. I'm not even joking. It really was. The, I mean, that is. I bet that guy's an amazing hacky sack player. Oh, he's got to be. I mean, you're you're kicking an oblong spheroid. You don't know which way it's going to bounce. He, and he, and he drilled it. He drilled that bleeper. If there was a way in, you know, the rules that that actually was okay, <laughs> it would have been incredible. Absolutely. Because, I mean, it wasn't even like it was a, a super short punt either. No. Like, it went, it went, what, 30 yards down the field? Correct. It's incredible. I mean, and me and you are sitting here and we're just like, you know, together we probably have, I mean, I have no memory of watching football before age 10. Okay. okay. So if we use that rule, sure. we, we basically have like 60 years of watching yeah. football between us. Never seen that. Never seen it. Unbelievable. <laughs> and obviously the reason we've never seen it is because you have an Aussie kicker, punter, whatever. He don't know the rules. Correct. You, I mean, as a special teams coach or any coach, why would you ever think about even? You wouldn't even bring it. It would never come up. You would just never think it about it. It would just never come up. You would be like, you know, if you're gonna get, if the, if you're gonna get tackled, grab the ball, try to run. You know, maybe they've got some fake punt passing plays in for their. I don't know how you know, but you never think about no. this. It was that was crazy. But anyways, um, it was, it was so one more thing I want to talk about is Paul Crest and his tape, taping his <laughs> taping his stupid mask down to his face. So that he doesn't get his glasses fogged up. First of all, it was just, it was just I laughed every time I they showed him. But the but he's, irony, he's been wearing it the whole year like that. He has. I haven't seen it. I, I I think since the second game they played. Okay, I'm I must have missed it. But the irony being, you usually have to put a a, a play 
plate of glass under his nose to make sure he's still alive. <laughs> we could, you know, there's no way to know. Not with the with the tape. So it's still possible that Paul Chris is a robot. <laughs> yes. But, you know, the old, the old expression, you know, form over function. I can't think of anything that's more function over form than Paul Chris But the then, you know what I noticed? You think? It works. You know what I noticed is Franklin does it now, too. James Franklin Dude, does it. It, it honestly, I can understand. I mean, first of all, people have to understand with these coaches, they don't give a bleep what anybody thinks, dude. They no. are just their football coach. When he is there on the sidelines, the only thing he is thinking about is football. Correct. He don't give a shit if somebody thinks he's dumb for putting surgical tape on because that's how it's going to go. I mean, just look at the way Harbaugh wears his, you know? <laughs> these, these coaches don't care. <laughs> Okay, with the win, Iowa moves to 6-2 and two overall, which is all alone for second place in the Big Ten West. The Badgers fall to 2-3, and three, which is fourth in the Big Ten West. There's another stat to look up. When's the last time Wisconsin has finished any worse than probably even second, let alone third? Gosh, we got a couple stats. Yeah, we, we, got, we got for, some work to for do. For Wisconsin here. All right, man. There it is. Overall, pretty fun weekend of hey, sports. And one more thing. Uh, this was a Dustin Shooty tweet as well. 82% of Big Ten games have got played this year. So that's a little bit lower. It's come down a little bit. Than maybe but, we hoped. But but 82%. Yeah. Okay. That's better than zero, isn't it? I think that's definitely better than zero. And it's definitely points to it was worth playing the freaking season for and those and for i those don't death day, i don't remember anyone dying no did, did anyone die i have not heard that okay. i think i'd probably hear about that um we'll do the quick fan base rankings oh yeah um we'll start you go what do you want to start sad first i got more in sad so yeah let's we'll go do, sad so um sad fan base ranks oh i just realized i put week five oops that was a copy and paste thing i forgot yeah. to fix that i got no i got nebraska number one yeah. I mean, that was... That was a devastating that loss. That was a devastating loss. I got Wisconsin, too. Yeah. I mean... I mean, just not a good season. Getting the beat worst 27 season. by arrival. Yeah. Right? I think that's fair. And, and, you know, what, did they beat them four in a row or something like that? Yes. Was it four in a row? In a row. So they snapped that. Streak. Yeah. Okay, yep. that's fair. I got Illinois third. Is that appropriate? Am I am I going to piss <sighs> Illinois fans up because I I don't list them as more miserable? No, I think we, right. we don't deserve to be more miserable than those other teams <laughs> right now. <laughs> Um, I got Maryland four, you know, on that, just kind of a bad end you, to the season. Well, and you had the win right there. Right. And, and you lose, um, Michigan five. I mean, it's just an overall general malaise. They didn't lose yesterday. It's just, I, I mean, yeah. Oof. So I, I have I, them five and Purdue six. Yeah. They're kind of a Spider-Man meme right now. Those yeah. two, it, it doesn't look like what they thought it was going to look no. like. And, they, and they've both got coach anxiety. Mm -hmm. I've got Indiana at seven. So I got them low. They didn't lose the game. They still have had a good season, but they just overall feel cheated sure. a little bit. Yep. And then I got Michigan state eight. Hey, there's, I mean, you could ding or put them in the happy side. Yeah. Right. I mean, you know, if you would, if we had, if we did this at halftime. They would be on the happy side. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. But they, but they played four quarters in Correct. that game. So, um, um, week five, hap or week, five, week uh, uh, eight, happy fan base ranks. I got Iowa number one. I yes. mean, has to be. You're, yeah, that's fair. Has to be. I mean, six and two beat rival and beat their rival. And, uh, you know, th that's the monkey on the back that I've been, you know, yep, bashing Iowa for three years on this podcast that can't beat Wisconsin. Well, they finally did. The other thing, too, since Iowa didn't play. Iowa State this year and beat them last year. Giggle, giggle, giggle on their, uh, you know, game of the year, game of the century yep. game. There's four nah. trophy games that mm -hmm. Iowa plays. A little bit ridiculous. Like, that's a lot of trophy it's games. It's a little too many, but they, they got all four. I was, I'm glad you brought that up because I meant to bring that up and, and did not. So, yes, that's pretty impressive. I mean, how many times does any team hold? So, 2015, Iowa had had all of the trophy cases. Sure, because they, they were basically undefeated until yeah. the end of the year. Uh, I got Minnesota second. They should be happy. Look back. Yeah. yeah um, I got sure. Northwestern third. You could probably flip flop those, but they beat their rival. They go into the Big Ten championship yep. happy, hot and happy. Number four, I got Rutgers. You could possibly move them up yeah. a little bit, right? I'm okay with Rutgers. I, th yeah. I mean, Minnesota, not, Northwestern, not, Rutgers. You could interchange all three of those. Sure. To me. Yeah, you could, but I would I would put Northwestern above Rutgers right now, just because okay. you know beat the rival, win the West. Okay. Feeling good. Number five, I got Ohio State. Um, they're going to the Big Ten Championship. Uh, the overall, I, I I think they're just 
they're frustrated at the narrative, not at the situation. Yeah. Is that fair to say? Yeah. Uh, but I have the Florida loss down there as a reason they're on the happy side because that definitely should make them happy. And I got Penn State six, you know. Because um, you got to put them somewhere. Right. You got to put them somewhere. They're happy. So <laughs> I think, I don't know. Should I do, I'll, I'll see if I do that one next weekend or not. I mean, that I'm, I'll say this. I'm still a little dubious. We still haven't had anything announced for these games, right? You mean the the, the, the times champion, and the who, champions? Who, yeah, who against two? Yeah. So we know we 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 damn sure don't know the to times. Be, supposed to be today though, right? Aren't they? Didn't they I, say- I've had people ask me, and I'm like, I'll tell you what, I'll I'll ask, I'll send a lineup to Kevin Warren and see if yeah. I can hear back from him. But they gotta they gotta announce it pretty quick. Right? You think so? I mean, start. we gotta prepare. We 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 gotta travel. I mean, you would think it'd be today, right? I would think at the very latest Monday. So I have nothing to point. I have no behind the scenes, you know, uh, uh, data or anything. But the fact that we haven't had anything announced, okay? The fact that um, there are teams that are battling Rona stuff, okay? I mean, we had yes. four, four teams that didn't play. Right. So Purdue, Indiana, could and they, they might not even play at all. I know. Like there, even if they say there is a Champions Week, here's the matchup. The first thing we're doing, like, we're not, we, correct. we can't. So those two teams are right there. But if things somehow magically, this is a magic world worked out, where every team that could play could play. Okay. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we know uh, Ohio State and um, uh, Northwestern, Northwestern are playing. Sure. Okay. The next easy matchup right down there is Iowa and Indiana. Yes, okay. for sure. Those two should be set in stone. Then we, to me, we start screwing stuff up, which is basically this. Wisconsin and Minnesota play, so to, so you make up. Sure, you yes, got to do that act. one. Yep. Even if it doesn't get played, schedule Indiana, Purdue. Yes. Now you've got okay. Now the only problem is that's three Big Ten West teams that are on in the part of that scenario. This would work out perfectly if Purdue is you know theoretically in the East, because then you could have two East rivals playing, two West rivals playing, yeah. and then start matching up after that. But I, I feel like. That is where the confusion and stuff is coming in because my guess is, I don't know if it's Kevin Warren, maybe it's Barry Alvarez because literally I could see Barry Alvarez actually being the one that's doing this. They are talking to these coaches and ADs at these other schools and they are trying to figure out Probably. can you play? Yeah. Because if you can't, we're, we can't do these matchups. Yeah. So that's what, probably that's a good point. I that's think what's that's happening. what they're yeah. trying to figure out right now huh. to to check the temperature. So we have to we have to back off K Dub at this point, or a just the bit. Big Ten conference in general. Like they are literally trying to read through the tea leaves right now to figure out what to do. But in the end, once that you think that dust has settled for how are you doing it? Please play the axe. I want. Oh, I'd love to see the axe game, dude. Okay, it com- completely honest yet. I don't even give a shit about the other matchups i really don't mm-hmm. if three games that i can watch next saturday big 10 championship yep. iowa indiana minnesota wisconsin my nipples just got hard yeah talk about that that would, that would make me happy i to be honest with you if that's the only three played on 11 o'clock 2 30 and night game that would be an incredible It'd be awesome day. It, hopefully they do so it, and it's going to be a lesser amount there's we ain't playing seven games this coming weekend no we're not playing seven definitely not not with all the teams having the the issues that they're having um but i'm wondering when they do finally announce it will it be kevin warren that, that tells us yes it's going to be adam augustine i think, think out so? of the big 10 office yeah he's so the one that weird. he's the one that announced the canceling of ohio state michigan yeah. it was adam augustine it wasn't kevin warren god that's weird isn't that strange it's i mean i mean i know we've talked about that ad nauseum but it's weird it's not right no i mean there is I just keep thinking something you brought up in the last podcast. Like, and it's not that this is an original thought. It's just I hadn't thought about it. But, like, there's no way Jim Delaney isn't front and center with this stuff. No, he would be right up there, man. He wouldn't. He wouldn't. <laughs> he let... would probably even be breaking down probably a lot of what we just talked about. Yeah. He would probably be saying it out loud while being recorded on the Big Ten Network. Yes. He definitely. I mean, Jim Delaney would have taken charge of this situation if he was still here only if. i mean I, I, you could probably say to a fault he's probably more of a control freak like oh no no i'm here's what's happening this is and he'd be telling us what he's doing i mean it's like, like the opposite of jim delaney right now if you've ever had a situation like work or if you go all the way back to like 
school projects where you have one where there's like a control freak and you're yep. like really annoyed by it. And then the next time you're in a work situation or whatever, and then you have just a sloppy, horrible leader and you're like, I, yeah, I kind of want the control, control freak. Control freak wasn't so bad. I think that's what we're seeing. All right, you good? I'm good, man. I am Jeffrey the Greek. I'm Big Kurt. This is the Eyes on Big Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. We will talk to you soon.